This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, here we are. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation. See ya. Yeah. Uh, let's take a moment. Press that subscribe button real fast. There you go. There you go. Right, right. What's good? We all here. What's good, man? Everything good, man. All right. Well, we got we got we got a guest. We got we definitely got a we guest. We got a guest in the conversation this week. Uh, you know, chief economic uh, advisor for the for the the uh, country of Wakanda. <laughs> uh, now we've talked. I've talked about him a bit on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, my man Osakwe. Socks Diddy. Talk, Socks we also Diddy. called them Stocks Diddy. Stocks. We were talking about stocks and things of that nature over, you know, over the last few conversations. I was right. like, y'all been getting tips, you know what I mean? All types of so this is uh this is the Intel. It's the cat that uh that has a lot of uh information about well I felt like, first of all, we taping on tax day. Right. So that's about some right. money. Right. Hopefully, right. maybe you'll be yielding some paper. Man. And when you get a little bit of this paper, Friday is 420, right? Now, I'm not saying go blow your money on some, some tree. Do that if you will. But also, we want to talk about investments and the cannabis industry. Definitely. How the two kind of correlate, but we gonna get into that's just a teaser, right, right, right. But mm-hmm. we gonna talk about the culture and all types of other shit talking too. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to introduce <laughs> the people to Sox Diddy. Yeah, I know everybody was like, wait a minute, we going to uh, CSNBC with this? I mean, <laughs> you never know where the conversation will take you. But hey, it's listen, always gonna be real. Let's take it to the money. Sox was good, man. How are you, man? I'm just happy to be here. You know, I uh, I feel like I finally made it. I'm in the conversation. Uh-oh. I sit at home. I listen. <laughs> I be trying to jump in, talking to myself, looking crazy with the headphones. But I'm here now. I'm now here. Now you're here. It is. Feel now free you to can interject. look crazy with us exactly. to the world. These are podcast opinions. <laughs> with, the com- with the comments coming mm-hmm. at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. shit, man. What's good, though? What's good? What? I mean. I mean, we fresh off of one of the blackest weekends of, since... Black History Month. Blackity, black, it was, black. Yeah, it was a lot of, <laughs> lot of blackness yeah, this weekend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It felt real good. It felt real good. Yeah, you know yeah. Except when it didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, you know, yeah, it was damn. Yeah, it was moments that always I, wanted, always got some old shit in mm-hmm. the game. Fuck up the party. Oh, Where we start? We starting with good shit or we starting with the, you know what I'm saying, with the, with, with the bullshit? Let's start with the good shit. We don't dwell on the bad. We'll get into that, but we're going, you know, let's... What was what was your favorite black moment this weekend? I mean, I'm I'm pretty much with at least ninety percent of the females, at least. John Mulaney hosted Santa Live. Who? Who? Huh? Oh, who the? Oh, no, I his monologue. His monologue wasn't bad. I gotta watch. Who is John Mulaney? John Mulaney is a very funny comedian, but he's a white guy. So I, just, I mean, not that that's, that makes absolutely. a difference. I just didn't know who he was. Nah, John Mulaney's a, a comedian. He used to write on Santa Live. Super funny. Sold out uh, Radio City Music Hall like six times in Dope. a row. 
just hosted Saturday Night, uh, Night Live, mm-hmm. and uh, I got on a DVR. I haven't gotten to see it, but I, that was just a you know that's a pretty white situation. No doubt. Well, go ahead. What no, was no, we, we was the Coachella situation. Okay, the, the Beachella situation, which used to be a pretty white situation as well. It still is. It still is, which made it that much more interesting mm. because you know um, you had those elements of say um, Vince Staples. Yeah. Going out there and not getting no love from the crowd, even though he, you know, he's he's popping, but he wasn't getting no love ain't from getting the, no love. Coachella crowd wasn't giving him no love. They I say, missed that part because I watched a little bit of his set and it, I didn't I didn't feel like it was I didn't feel like it was either way. Like I didn't I only I didn't watch it from front to back, but what I saw because this is my first time seeing Vince Staples like kind of right. performing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I listened to his music. I've always felt like Vince Staples is just super funny. Right. You know what I mean? He's his his personality is I don't want to say bigger than the music because I'm not a Vince Staples fan because I know there are a lot of people fuck with him musically, but I had never seen you know when you see these people you see how they present and I saw his right. screen had all that shit going on in the background like various things, right? And uh, it felt like they were as there as they you know as you could feel on the stream. Yeah, I mean with Vince though, I think it's a fair statement to say you know his personality, his antics do you know kind of out outshine the music because a lot of people don't know his music a lot of people know him for his recent you mm-hmm. know publicity stunt with the GoFundMe people oh, yeah. know him right. for you know these kind of quirky interviews that he does right, but, right. Uh, I'll be <laughs> yeah. honest I don't really know the music and so I'm pretty sure a lot of the people at Coachella probably were in the same boat right and it's like do something funny but but see and then did, you had that. You had uh, the aspect like they. They. I didn't watch Scissors, but this, on Twitter they were saying Scissors was having the same thing that they weren't getting much love from the right. audience. And it's hard to feel that energy over the stream. One, right. And 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 two. You know, a lot of like, the experience at Coachella is almost like, from what I understand, I don't. I never. I never been. bet it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It looks like the music is almost a backdrop. Yes. To the experience, it's a vibe, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's not like you know what I'm saying. They came there just to see these shows. So, right. when you get out there and they just vibing, right. and and I could say from the yard fest, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like when people out there and they eating barbecue and they's homecoming, they chasing girls. Like you know, for the most part, the music just be in the background. Right. You're lucky to keep them there. Especially if I don't know the record. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And those festivals, the they're so crowded that most of the time, unless you're a super fan or that's the artist that you really came there to see, you're right. not fighting your way to the stage. Right. right. You're not You're not doing it. Mean, you might catch the sounds as they come or watch a screen, but yeah, right. you're kicking it. And but, it's dumb hot, and you might have a good day high of some sort that you're uh, contending uh, with. All kind of sorts. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're butt naked in the dirt. Right, right. <laughs> like, By the time you on? realize who you wanted to see perform, they performed half an hour ago. You're like, oh, Oh, but it was a good-ass time. It was all good, though. But why I say it was interesting that it was such a, you know, Coachella is such a, one of the biggest white events of the year. Okay. And... For Beyonce to come and do the type of show that she did, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and and she she brought her own party, like you know what I'm saying. It didn't like you could you could tell like especially in the beginning when it was all when it was just all brass band and HBCU classics and mm-hmm. Nina Simone and you know what I'm saying and the Black National Anthem. You could tell they the audience was kind of confused as to when we gonna hit the hits. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like what's going on? And I, I felt like it was a deliberate 
statement to Absolutely. say, you know what I'm saying? Huh, we here. But she brought a Hammer-esque environment with her. So when you're watching it on the stream, you feel that shit. You feel all of it. You know what I'm saying? Every last bit of it, it didn't even matter what the audience was doing, even though they, they didn't show the audience that much until after she started getting into the hits. Right. But you ain't need it. Like It wasn't for them. Nah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it was bigger than everybody. It was, it was, it was bigger than Coachella. It's funny because um to that point, you know, it was some 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 deep black shit going on. Right? Yeah. It was it was Definitely. you had to have you. You get anytime the black national anthem comes right. out. Right. That's that's, that's one black, black. That's yeah, that's we going we going into a different sector. The we ready to pass the Troy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hitting the crowd serve. Yeah. The, yeah the, 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 I mean you're throwing up the blood sign. <laughs> <laughs> A lot going on, a lot of culture melding. But you, know what I'm you she was pledging the motherfucker. I mean, it was a lot, lot going on. She pledged the whole sorority. But to that point, um, uh, Miss Tina Lawson, mm-hmm. Tina knows Beyonce's mama knows. Uh, mama knows. Don't discount her husband. Now. Well, is Miss Tina Lawson on yep. the good Instagram? Yeah, that's her name. That's her current name. So she said the same thing. She said, "I told Beyonce that I was afraid that the predominantly white audience." Of Coachella would be confused by all of the black culture and black college culture because it was something that they might not get. Her brave response to me made me feel a bit selfish and ashamed. And this is Beyonce's response. This is Beyonce's response to her mother. And what's Mama the- knows. And Solange's mother as well. Uh, she but said, Solange already been on this. Yeah, Solange. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I just want, she mothered Solange as well, just right. you know, no doubt. giving the whole, all the credits. Uh, she said, I have worked very hard to get to this point, to get to the point in my life where I, to get to the point, not in my life, I added that because, you know, that's what people are saying. Yeah, it sounds, uh, <laughs> sounds a little more weighty. In my life. That in yeah. there, you know. She said, I have worked very hard to get to the point where I have a true voice and at this point, what's best for the world and not what is most popular. She said that she hopes her hope is that the after this, the young people will research this culture and see how cool it is. And young people, black and white, will listen to lift every voice and sing and see how amazing the words are and and bridge this gap. And you know, she said a whole lot of things and made mother know say I stand corrected. No doubt, so. she stood correct. Everybody stood corrected. Yeah, I mean that's a strong statement, but it doesn't surprise me because anything for the culture of the culture becomes pop culture pretty quickly yeah Yeah, it used to be uh there used to be a baked in gap like something was hood for five to ten years before it became pop culture now tomorrow we might see you know our caucasian brothers and sisters trying to pledge you know Mm. historically it's it's, it was some deep stuff in there it's gonna take a little while to catch up now they're they're, they're, the white bands at some of the pwis are already playing some of the black staple band songs Mm-hmm. You hear him in like you hear him when you're watching the NCAA game, football game. You'll hear some of the are, are they playing Cameo Skin I'm in? Which is like the blackest song of all times. Wow. <laughs> Shit, look at uh fucking Taylor Swift doing the cover to the Earth with a Fire oh, yeah, stop. yeah, but that didn't that, stop. Yeah, that that yeah. didn't go I didn't so even well. listen to that shit. That's how hey. that was like the and, fuck and, out the, and the and the Twitter, you know, they were saying that's what uh T'Challa meant when he said the 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 bland uh, the potato, potato salad. salad. Yeah. and when you listen to that shit, that's exactly <laughs> what it sound like. Yeah, man. Certain records you don't do that. Like that shit, there is is too extensive. Yeah. So and that's I think that's another thing. What 
the deliberateness of Beyonce was that you come to Coachella, it's a band culture, you know, us bands playing. She brought the biggest band. Yeah. And and the motherfucking horns. Well, bananas. And, and them, she had violins. But them, once you, and it's like sometimes you'll see like Solange even yeah. brought out a small little mini band on her set this mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, they'll come in, they'll do the, the marching band style for a song or two. Right. These motherfuckers play her whole set. Right. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And them fucking horns sounded amazing. All the way through. All the way through. That whole set was a lesson in stamina. Like everybody. Except for Jay-Z. Right. I would, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, he learned the lesson. That man came out winded. That <laughs> motherfucker was wheezing off his second bar. Like, dude. Straight from the, off the accessorize. These motherfuckers been dancing for an hour and a half. Oh, man. Everybody. for old Jay-Z? I don't know. It's going to hurt. I don't Jay-Z know. got to hit the treadmill, man. It's going to hurt. He got to get his wind up, it's man. It's going to hurt. He, he, he can't go on like this. Jay-Z's been the guy that's been <laughs> waving the flag <coughs> say we ain't washed yet he can't go on with the wind am I the only 30's one? the new 20 am I the only one that saw the backlash on social media though for what Duh. they were not there for Jay man. nobody was no. there for that windedness if you're gonna come on come with it cause every it listen man this is what I was saying it's like alright you expect Beyonce to be on point the whole time right but it was a hundred other motherfuckers behind her that had to be on point all the time. The motherfucker came out there twirling that goddamn baton. Right. I was like, ooh, ooh, she dropped this shit. No, she, it's over. It's over. You know what I'm saying? It's like, over. She can't drop this shit. And nah. she threw that bitch in the air about 50 feet yeah. and caught that Hell motherfucker. Yeah. She knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because there was no room for error. Nah. We gave Michelle and Kelly a pass for, for their couple of missteps. And you know what I'm saying? First of all, they came out <laughs> about an hour 30 into the show. They might have been asleep because I was I was in my bed watching the stream. I was damn near like so I felt it. Jay should have been brought out in the first forty five. I minutes. mean, but Jay, they about to be on tour, on the run tour. He need to get on a run. It yeah. almost went like, up. It kind of like Jay didn't even know. Until he, it was like an alternate. It was like yo. Give him the tap. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh shit. Oh, let, me still do- my, let me put out my blunt. We still doing that? Right. Uh, like, sir, this- Rumi, y'all got to sit yeah. over there. I'm drinking all this opus. <laughs> shit. Hey. Yeah. Oh, man. And it was, it, was, it was noticeable right away. Yeah. <laughs> he made it through. But he made you, it through. You could hear them gasps. <laughs> I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, but it, it didn't even feel like, it didn't even feel like he needed to come out. It didn't even feel like, and not to take nothing away from it, it didn't even, because if, he could have came out a couple times early on. They, they right. did Drunk they, Love. They, they played a couple of his joints. Where, the band did. So it kind of felt like, all right, well, he ain't here or he letting it be, right? Because what I've noticed regarding this on the run tour situation is a lot of the Beyonce hive, the beehive, they, they kind of like, they're going to. We don't gonna, need Jay. We don't really. Nah, <laughs> they kind of ordered that like that. like. But but then there's a Jay, whatever. Because he just did his tour. Right. But, you know, hey, there's some people that have come see Jay. Of I course, mean, I mean, the man shit. held you down twenty summers. You know what I'm saying? Mean, yeah. no he gonna get that. in the gym. He gonna be all right. I'm seeing a lot of conditional love coming from this sector. Hey, because he did not, he did not perform at the highest I'm of about, what. I'm talking about before that. I was watching. I was looking on Twitter, 
And they was calling, they was calling the on the run tour, the Beyonce and him downstairs tour. Oh man! This is on the Twitters, on the black oh, Twitter. This man. is what this is the disrespect him that they give it to him. This nigga held us down for a lot of summers, twenty at least. Hey man, y'all can't do that, man. You know what I mean? But it, you know, it's a different but, way. But he didn't help. He didn't help himself. Not last. Not that that weekend. Not not Saturday. Whatever. Oh, when did I, I watched it Sunday. Now the bigger question is, the bigger question is, she performs next week too. Mm. What do you do to tap? Like, see, I never. This is the next thing. week where at Coachella she got a whole nother show. To oh do. shit! Wait, what? She got another show on the oh, twenty wow. four twenty four twenty. I think four twenty or four twenty one. Wow! Look on the joint because that's typically how they do it every year. You do two weekends. Damn. And I, I, I always bet on Beyonce. Shit, never underestimate. Cause, but she probably the only motherfucker that see flaws in this last show. That's like, okay, oh, it was this a I saw, to. I saw a couple with Destinies. Man, yeah. <laughs> no, the children, the children. They want <laughs> Michelle was counting them steps. Michelle One, needs two, to start three, twerking. Four, she was. <laughs> she got to stop twerking. They got a video of her on the gram Kelly. popping her back out. Oh, yeah, you know right. she ain't got nothing but Not a back. The right one. <laughs> At least she's the Bob Burger character. I saw that one. She's doing a little better now. She she was a little like a twelve year old boy. Now she you know she coming together. Who's about oh, Michelle? Oh, Kelly was out there missing the dance. You skip a two three steps and then catch up. But you know, you know what it is. Solange was hanging in there. I didn't even realize that was Solange until the next day. Until they was like, "Yo, that was." I thought it was just like a, a hell of a background dance. I didn't even. They, again, I was half sleep. Right. I was watching this shit in real time. They've done that before. They've she did Coachella with her before. At her joint, yeah, yeah, that's so, cool. Um, but you know, next week, next week, shit, it's a it's a bunch of motherfuckers in practice now catching hell. Do you think, uh, yeah, but do you think there's going to be a whole There's going to be a whole another one. Of course. Of not, course it not is. Not homecoming. I don't know what it's going to be, but she's she going to do something different. Any, any speculation? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I could see her running this back because mm-hmm. of all the hype is generated, and I could see right. more of us coming out. For the for the for the second show, mm. you know, if those tickets go like that, I don't know how far in advance you have to right. you know, cop those. But right. I mean, but if there is anybody that would top herself at the top of the top, yeah. it'd right. probably be Beyonce. But I, I think she ain't thinking about the motherfuckers coming to that show. She thinking about what they finna say in the world. Right. Yeah. About the second mm-hmm. running. So do you think we get a do you think we get a live album out of this? Because I mean, she had some some trap songs remix with the. With the black college band right. sound, that sounded getting crazy. to the money sounded crazy. Man, that's so I saw that clip everywhere. <laughs> that's a good look for OT. She was that hitting a little was, Millie Rock too. That little shit sounded low, hey, slow hey, mo. Like, hey. All that shit sounded. Them horns sounded good on all that. Horns shit, always make your shit sound triumphant. But and then you know, saying especially if you already know you, you went to Clark. Yeah. You know, so wait, you went to you went Morehouse. to you, shit. Yeah. So you, you already there. you already accustomed. You already uh, initiated it into your what that shit is. So when you hear it, you already know it's already associated with a good ass time outside, bunch of motherfuckers, barbecue, women. You know what I'm saying? This already has an, a certain association. And then when you hear it across your favorite songs, like you do in a halftime show, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's always the it turns up to the next level Damn. when it's yeah. on on some of your favorite songs. So. It, that shit, she gave you everything. She gave it to you on her songs, on somebody else's shit. She swags straight to the shit. It was like a remix. The yeah. whole shit. Now, 
while we talking horns, real quick, because I can't, I don't know if y'all remember this song, but if not, hopefully one of the listeners will remember this song. This shit remind me of when you ever seen Married with Children when uh, Al Bundy couldn't remember the the record he was going to the to the to the record store like hmm hmm and you remember that shit? <laughs> this is way before Shazam. Nah. Anyway, <laughs> there's a early Slim Thug. There's an early Slim Thug record. I think when he first came out mm-hmm. with the motherfucking for real. Yeah, we dun, talked about dun, we, talk, dun, we, we like, talked about that shit on I here. I think it was Pharrell and Rick Rude because I think it says Rick Rude. Oh, okay. Goes, dun, 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 with them fucking. Them damn marching band horns. Uh, he had another joint that was Pharrell with just, it just sounded like the tuba parts. It was just deep horns. I think we might be talking about the same record, but if we, if, uh, it's not I Ain't Heard of That, it's another record. Dun, dun. It's crazy, but I can never remember the shit and I can't find it nowhere. If you know what it is, please. I'm sure hit the H Town finna hit us. Yeah, please. H Town finna hit us. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was in the studio when Pharrell was doing that one track. Yeah. With the, uh, I don't know if it's the same one, the one I'm talking about with the horns. Mm-hmm. But he was stacking them shit so heavy that they came out so hard that it was like, oh shit, this yeah. nigga's a genius. That's Houston too. You know For what I'm real. But yeah, man, it's just like you know, at Fam, the band practice on the part of the campus called the Patch. Fighting one hundred. You know what I'm saying? So, what you call them? Are they not the... What you say? Fighting. Uh-oh. Nope. Is that Grambling? Nope. nope. No, it's Marching one. Marching oh, one. Oh, <laughs> oh, fighting is at Notre Dame. Okay, well, let, me, let me not throw that on nah, them. Nah, let nah. me not throw that <laughs> on them. It's like Marching 100. <laughs> uh, you know, I went to Morehouse, so you know the little rivalry. But no, yeah, no, yeah, Marching, that, Marching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but you, they practice on the patch, so it's like right around about 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, or right at dinner time. You, you hear all the horns just all across the campus, you know what I'm saying? And that's just like, that's bringing you into the evening every day, you know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. through the fall, you know what I'm saying? That's what that's what you're hearing. That's, the, that's in the back of your consciousness. Black college evening prayer call. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? It's like, in your, it's in your consciousness, you know what I'm saying? Right. So by the time you get to the game, it's already there. You already know what they finna play, you know what I'm saying? So when you get into your regular life and you ain't around that every day, you don't hear that shit nowhere. Yeah. And especially in New York, you don't hear no marching bands nowhere. Nah, nope. not really. Unless don't they have that big game, Howard versus Hampton at the? Uh, I've never been to it. That's like about one of the few little tastes and, of that type of shit we and get. Howard and Hampton, they not even real strong band schools like that. Yeah. They get to it, I guess. They got the talk about that in the I'm about to say, I'm not. I'm not. I, ain't, I don't give a fuck about. I can't respect. Nah, I read that I, on. The, I read that on on somebody from Howard's Facebook yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I read that yesterday. I ain't read it though. Somebody. They got the ooh la la girls though. Oh, okay. That was they. They was they was on point with that. Oh man. But you know what I'm saying? It's just in your consciousness. So when you hear it, and you hear it across that amount of that time, crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's like you already you already sold. So just as disoriented as the Coachella crowd probably was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You were already plugged in. But you know, it was a few of those people. <clears throat> In that crowd that connected, that was trying to connect other motherfuckers. Nick, did you hear this shit? <laughs> right. Do you hear? No, you see, you don't even know what the fuck right. is going on right now. Right. If you. Ah. She killing this shit. Do you not see this shit? Y'all not finna swag surf? Oh, y'all not fucking swag surf? What the fuck is going on here? Hey, it was a couple. Some bullshit ass crowd. It was a couple of points in there where she did some real black shit, and then you hear like one motherfucker be like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 
It was a few. It was, it was some few. Niggas was appreciating that shit. Online, people were pissed at the crowd. Yeah, like, but everybody I saw was like, "Y'all don't deserve Beyonce. <laughs> you don't oh, even man. know what that was about." It's right. all good, but that's the whole point. It's like, like you said, it's it's bigger than she know that shit. She know that it's, it's gonna travel beyond where she was at. Cause she one of the few that uh, people will actually try to do the knowledge on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, there's certain artists they could they could be forward thinking and try to put you on to some shit, but you got like a a cursory interest in them. You're like, ah, you know, maybe that might have been cool. I can I mean, I, I cool. Okay, well, it's I not for me. Reference. Beyonce sends you to Google. It's a few people that send you to Google when you get to that. I guess uh, I'm gonna have to say. Kendrick Lamar sends you to Google. This motherfucker got the Pulitzer or the, or the Pulitzer. Man. How do you pronounce man. it? I don't know. He died I'm, going with, I'm going with Pulitzer. Yeah. yeah. Shit. <clears throat> Shout out to Kung Fu Kenny. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I mean, and that's another black ass album. You know what I'm saying? Damn was black as fuck. Blacker than uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. I love To Pimp a Butterfly. I mean, I was black too, but Damn was, was I was just remember, I, you know, Pimp a Butterfly was a couple years back, mm-hmm. but I just remember because. This was the first album. My middle, my middle son. Mm-hmm. He's he's thirteen now, so he was twelve then. Mm-hmm. So this was the first album he was into, like yeah. as a you know what I'm saying. You know how you get to Coming that certain point, house. you start getting in music. Mm-hmm. So defining. So one, it was like okay, let me see what he he on. You know what I mean? Right. But then two, I just remember it just being like all of the shit in there was just black mm-hmm. references, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was it was deep black. Yeah, and I mean he was again. He was like that before because deep black is where your grandma stayed. That's black as fuck. He been black as fuck from the door. Yeah, he's so black. He said, "Don't even call me black no more." Did he say that? I think he said that on the damn <laughs> album. Hebrew Israelite or something. Oh shit! Yeah. I know he tried that nigga on that one. N e g u s. I was like, nah, can this N e g u listen, man? The king. Yeah, I, I, to Paper Butterfly is my favorite out of all of them, but I'm just happy that that cat be kicking down walls, and uh, he challenges it every time. He's one of those that you could point to that's gonna that's gonna challenge the the, right. uh, the what's going on sonically and shit like that. It's only a few like that too, you know. But what I mean? you know, it's interesting that academically, because Pulitzer is pretty academic. As yeah, well. right. Academically, the to get the uh, the academics to study it in that manner, because there's plenty of albums that could have been studied that way, but yeah. but to actually grab the attention for it to be that kind of time in this kind of space is an interesting uh, interesting situation. Is there a mixed there are mixed feelings when it comes to us hip hop particularly and outside validation, right? So. I can tell you, prior to Kendrick Lamar getting this, I had never even considered or fathomed somebody in hip-hop getting a I didn't even know that you could get oh, no. a, you know what oh, I mean? No. Uh, and I'm, ha- I mean, it's great. It's great because you know the Pulitzer as such a, an esteemed honor, but I never looked at it in relation to hip-hop. It's great, but at the same time, why does such, like, outside the culture validation seem to mean... So much to a culture. I don't think the Pulitzer means that much to a lot of the culture. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I think the people who know and the academics who know are like, whoa, that's crazy. 
You know, so I don't think is you know they standing on the corner, boy. Kung Fu Kenny got that Pulitzer, boy. You know okay. what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think it's resonating that far. Okay. Like Grammy is more because it's every year you got a category for it. It's on TV. It's music. It's music based. It's you know what I'm saying. The charts, Billboard charts, and all that shit is a validation. You know what I mean? Because it, you know it, it signifies who's selling, who getting that money. You know what I mean? But I don't think Pulitzer is in that conversation. You know what yeah, I'm saying? But I, I think I think to your point, it feels it feels funny when you get that validation because it feels haphazard. Like it feels like they're they're trying to catch up or they're trying to include hip hop. Mm. And so all of a sudden Pulitzer this year, it's like, okay, we're we're gonna choose Kendrick's album, which is a good album, a great album, but you just left with more questions. Like, mm-hmm. well, who decides that? Like, is there a committee? What other albums were in contention? Like, no. what about albums of the past? Like, I don't know. Like, it just it feels haphazard sometimes. And mm-hmm. I think that's what creates the distance. Yeah, and because they are where they are with their situation, it's kind of like it don't even matter. Right. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, it's out of the, like, nobody was expecting, nobody was had any expectations on them motherfuckers picking a hip-hop album to study. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's something to hang on his hat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's on to the next. Well, I'm just mad that, I, well, I'm glad rather that it was Kendrick and it wasn't just swept into this Cardi wave. That like Migo or, 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 or Migos. Migos get the, get the Pulitzer. Man, that's like when uh when 3-6 won the, won the Oscar. I mean, but you know. No, I mean, you know, for the culture, of course. You, I mean, you, you I think. Happy, but and that, it still felt a little weird. Yeah, it was weird as fuck. Trick, but <laughs> but again, we talked about it on here as far as the savagery. You know what I'm saying? Right. Award for savagery. Hey, you hey, know what I'm saying? Not at awarding savagery. But <clears throat> you know, it was in context. It was like you know, it was a song in a movie that you know. What I mean, hey, he got it. It fucked him up. I think that was the Juicy J curse. Mm. I think it was the three six curse for a minute because they they faded away. Yeah, Juicy J came back. Uh, Juicy uh, Bay. <laughs> Juicy J got his head <laughs> juiced up. <laughs> The culture brought Juicy J all the way back. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? His music, their music, 3-6 music. That bounce. It was, he, he didn't change his flow. He's the same flow every song. Nah, it was, they switched it up. Well, 3-6 did, but Juicy yeah. J with yeah, that Juicy. marching kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was that Memphis, that Memphis sound, you know what I'm saying? Really, like, even before 3-6 with... A ball MJG. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They switched the flow where you bouncing your head like that shit. Yeah. Like that was, I mean, it might be cats in Memphis that was before them, but outside where I was from, that was the first time you heard some shit like that. Like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And then 3 6 came and kind of turned it up and put that whole Tether Club up shit to it. That mm-hmm. wild, you know what I <clears throat> mean? So that shit was so, you know what I mean? It, it, it turned music f- from, you know, uh, from one way like a head bob to a whole nother wave that was slower but way more energetic for some reason. What do y'all think about the new cats kind of paying homage and doing all the remixes to the Who Run It? I love it. I haven't heard all of them. I only heard who'd I hear from? Who's done it? I think did G Herbo do G one Herbo, or something? I like Little G Herbo. Uzi, I didn't hear Lil Uzi's uh, Votto, Dave East. Oh, I haven't uh, but I haven't heard all these. Sosa. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's 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 opera pro, but you know what I'm saying. Sosa's Chief Keef, hold on. Sosa, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, I, is Chief Keef still around? I didn't even know that nigga still was. <laughs> hey, listen, nigga. I saw it. I saw it and was wondering myself. I didn't click it though. But, oh, okay. so, but I I give all the props to who to, click it. I gave it. I give more props to ASAP Rocky for starting that wave. 
Okay. He was the first one starting to fuck with the UGKs and the three sixes and incorporating their flows into his. And then, you know what I'm saying, now that Juicy J shit is everywhere. Shit, that's on the G Easy record. It's it's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cardi B got, you know what I'm saying, Bicken, whatever whatever they call Bicken Head. Bicken Head mm-hmm. from the chicken head. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But out of all that shit, man, I still, you know, we talked about it before. I still think Project Pat had the tightest flow out of that whole Definitely. wave. His Definitely. people hit us up saying he wanted to come on the, on the podcast, man. We would still love to have Project Pat come through, man. If y'all still want to have Project Pat come through, hit me, man. Let me know. Let's Project Pat was, he was sick with it, with that shit. Was like, oh shit. Because he had the flow, to, he had the pattern, and he switched the pattern up all the time, but he was saying the words, and he was witty with the shit. Mm-hmm. The shit was, you know what I'm saying? He had the whole package, you know what I mean? I, I, you know, Project Pat was. <laughs> Somebody hit me with a Project Pat playlist because I'm gonna be honest with you. I I know the obvious joints, but I wanna, I wanna hear some more shit. You know what I mean? Put me on if you got if you got the the Project Pat playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put that to, together for the people. It's a lot of people. He uh, he put me on. <laughs> I, I got on the Pat from that Cheese and Dope record. Put with, that on the on the playlist. Yeah, with Cheese and Dope. Cheese and Dope. It was funny because. He started off kind of like, it feel like he just swag talking, right? Yeah. But then you realize that he actually telling a whole story about a nigga who, who stiffed him for a, a, a weak bag of weed. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Selling, you know, and, and then he in turn robs the dude. But the way that he rapping, it just feel like he just, just you know what I'm saying, just swagging out. Mm-hmm. You know, don't feel like he telling a story. You don't feel like he talking loss. Right. But so, but then when, you, when, he, when he circle back to it, you be like, oh shit, he's still talking about the same cat. Oh, I gotta this check shit it out. Was, this shit was tight. I gotta check it out. That's the beauty of this this rap shit, this music thing. There's still a lot of people that you do not know about that have a ton of shit that you could you could lose yourself in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get your project packed on if you if you're not familiar. And I, out of this whole wave, I see uh, Gangsta Boo, man, out here on you know what I'm saying she out here on social media. You know what I'm saying she she living life like she's really jumping into it, trying to get you know get her. Proper space in the whole joint. What's up? Yeah. Where LaChat at, though? Man, well, apparently LaChat uh, has some words for Cardi. Uh-oh. And I mean, I, you know. Why? I, Why? I, I don't, Why would she have words for Cardi? I, I don't think it's real beef. I think it's more. She trying to get know, her name back up, too. Getting on the wave. Yeah, I mean, because she did, she, issues, did uh, she did the slob on your knob. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. So the, she did the, the, um, the, the girl version. Slob on my cat. Okay. Get it nice and wet. Fuck with me. Check the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? She deserves to be in the conversation, mm-hmm. but it was still a riff off of Slob on your nowadays. You know what I mean? It wasn't like an original. But you got to give the chat her props too because she held down that whole gangsta boo wave after gangsta boo. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad. You, she you made do what you got to do for relevance. She made way for the nucks if you bucks of the world. You know what I'm saying? Which is still a classic in in in, in the trap party. Speaking <laughs> of like old school people having their resurgence, what about uh, this dude Fabo from D4L? He resurging? I know Drake dropped his name in I that. I mean, yeah, wait, wait, wait. everybody hit the Googles after that, snapping like That's a so funny. Yeah. Is he? Did he drop something? No, he, I mean, maybe he, he should. He should very soon. But Favo I mean, probably got out of bed like, oh shit, what? what his happened? phone, like, his like, mentions was hey, crazy. Boy, Drake talking about you. You like, what? What, what happened? Who? Huh? If he got a if you got a funny meme, he'll retweet you right now. He, oh, he's he, loving the attention. Oh, he's on the engagement he's, tip. He's engaging. Shout out to Fabo. Definitely. 
That shit, yeah. Fabo a funny motherfucker, man. He made good records. That uh, that Spaceship song, Bankhead, was a dope record. Uh, I liked Fabo. He was like one of those, uh, like a weird motherfucker. I thought he was going to go a little <laughs> further. I did. Like, remember when the weird wave, I mean, the weird wave has been going on for a while. It's always a weird contingency. But he was, he, was, he was like a weird trap nigga. Like, he was one of the first weird, but he might kill you type niggas. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Not all the way, you know what I mean? Not weird and like benign. Young, young thug. Like, yeah, uh, like originals, early predecessors to Young right, Thug, and right, who's right. my man from Goody Mob with the hair? Oh, Big Gip, Big Gip, yeah, yeah, but he Big little... Big Gip, yeah, Big he... Gip was always the the eclectic, right? But he was like eclectic, refined. You ain't gonna run up on Big Gip, nah. but Big Gip wasn't like. He wasn't a cartoon. He wasn't guy. no. Yeah, no, he, he was like cartoon. ignorant. He was nah. he was conscious too. Yeah, was, I mean they 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 was more serious than uh, uh the Fabos of the world. They was still in the the laffy taffy lane. Right, you right. Know what I'm Snap Definitely. era. You know what I mean? Yeah. Riding on on a periphery, but had them had them records, dude. That they, would play. There used to be this party in um Atlanta. I think it was involved. I'm pretty sure, but I know for sure. There was this party in Atlanta called Skin, right? The more skin you show, the, the less you pay. But you know, typically mostly for women. You know what I mean? But it was like <laughs> no a, it was a weird ass <laughs> party. It was at this spot called Karma. Oh um, man, I remember. Remember Karma? Is the cat? The manager's name was Pablo. Pa- we used to throw a party at, at uh, Karma called uh, Live Hot Beats or whatever. That's back when this is Surreal Entertainment. Shout out to Surreal Entertainment. Yeah, you know I mean, but anyway, hey, <laughs> <laughs> Damien went into his. His bag, but no, but I just re- I just remember like around that time we was throwing our party and shit at the spot. It was like a this was back when the lounge wave started getting popping, where it was like felt like a cave, and you know what I mean. My man Sense used to always say it was like elements in the room. Felt like you know just it wasn't your normal uh, club construction. This was a little bit more different. Mm-hmm. But Gip was like one of the first that was using that spot. He was doing the, the scan shit. He was just on that fly wave. This is when he was, I think he was married to Joy. They was on some old, yeah. like, you know, like it was it was eclectic, yet some fly shit. And it was like one of those days you'd be like, yeah, that's that fly. Like it was aspirational on a certain level. You like, okay, this motherfucker, he living like, he living like a player. Yeah. Like this very, was very, very polyamorous and all. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. All early. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very, early. very swinger-esque. Right, 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 right. Joy around here doing all kind of, you know what I'm saying? Felt, Freaky shit. Yeah. It had a whole lot of, yeah, black erotica. Hey, they, they was they was Joy, Joy boy. They was they was on some other shit, boy. Yeah. They was she was she was the what all this what um Janelle Monet doing right now. Joey been on that shit to a certain extent. Yeah, there was there's a good Quest Love Supreme um interview. She talks about all of that, like just the whole journey. It's it's deep. It's deep. But um yeah, shout out to them. Uh, no doubt. Uh, not. What else is going on, fellas? Let's uh let's talk to you, Socks. Let's uh so let's do it, man. Let's talk about let's talk, let's talk about this 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 big green, this green rush. Oh well, let's let's get we into getting the, to the money. Yeah, let's talk about the whole everybody mad. Uh, <clears throat> well, even broader than that, but I definitely want to talk about the Green Rush. You can lead with that, but I I know one thing that I, I definitely want to ask you is because I'm starting to get into investing. You know what I mean? Stocks in the market and things of that nature, and you have a great wealth of information about it, and you you know how to articulate it in a way that's not over people's heads. 
Um, just let us know. You can start with the because I know the Green Rush seems to be very uh, exciting at the moment. Definitely. But um, let's touch on that, and then also like people that are trying to get into investing. What should they know? Like, what kind of insight would you give them? Advice that you could you could uh, impart? Sure. So I'll, I'll try to keep things real short and simple here. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to throw a disclaimer out that, you know, I am not giving any financial advice. Word. I'm not telling you to buy or sell any securities. I'm just sharing my experiences and the knowledge I've acquired over the years. That was his money. There we go. Now give him a little background on you before you get all the way into it. Sure. So, uh, you know, I'm a just all around chill Harlemite. Uh, but I went to Morehouse College where I was a business marketing major. And right out of school, I worked at Bloomberg News Financial Markets for about six years, and I worked in the financial data space. And my job was literally to show people how to use this tool to make money. And about two years in, I smartened up and said, okay, well, if I'm going to show people how to make money with this tool, let me figure out this tool and figure out what I can do myself. Right. And so the first time I ever uh, invested or bought, or bought shares uh, of a security uh, was when George Bush did the stimulus checks mm. and he gave everybody mm. a check for like six hundred dollars? I think like five hundred, yeah. six hundred. Yeah, they wanted us to go out and spend go it out and spend and it, like buy a bunch of stuff to stimulate the economy. Yeah, and my boy and I, we were like, you know, we were in our militant, you know, blackness, and we were like, nah, man, we're gonna invest. Yeah. We're gonna take what they wanted us to spend on sneakers and invest, mm -hmm. and that's what we did. Uh, my boy was in residency. Um, you know, in medical school, and he told me about a bio device company called Sonosite, and that was the first company we invested in. And uh, we bought the stock at what fourteen dollars or something like that, and we sold at nineteen. Mm. And we were just so happy to make a profit that we were just like, "Sell, let's get out of here, let's take the money." You know, <laughs> let's go buy some Jordans. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Then, then we bought the <laughs> But no, uh, you know, fast forward, the company eventually got sold, and I think the sell the share uh, the sale price was fifty seven dollars a share. So we we lost on um. that, <laughs> or, or we cut ourselves out a little early. But yeah. right. you know, that was the first experience, and I think from that experience, uh, you know, my my interest was peaked, and mm -hmm. you know, anytime you make a little money, you try to repeat it, no mm -hmm. matter what you're doing. Right, right, <laughs> right. So I mean, that's 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 a little bit about how I kind of got started and got involved and you know in the past couple of years I've just been sharing you know my aha moments with my circle and my friends and you know just encouraging everyone who is in or close to my peer group to you know to get involved I think when you think about or when you hear people talk about America and the economy unless you're involved in the market you kind of left out that conversation because when they talk about America has recovered since the uh, depression or the down cycle or the double dip, however they refer to it. You know, a lot of people will say, well, damn, my check isn't any better. Mm. I'm not making any more money. How have we recovered? You know, you hear unemployment hasn't changed. You know, how have we recovered? <laughs> and so when they talk about recovery, they're talking about the economy and they're talking largely about the stock market. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have a piece of the pie or if you're not in the game mm. you know you're kind of you're kind of sol with regard to the resurgent economy or the recovering economy or you know whatever you're not participating of. in none of that exactly so you know my goal is just to 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 tell people and break things down for them because a lot of us 
And when I say us, I'm talking people of color. I'm talking, you know, people of other colors, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people just put it above them. Oh, that's not that's not something I can understand. That's not something that's for me. A lot of people think it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's changed in, in the last few years. And so I've enjoyed sharing my experiences. Uh, I kind of went super. No, no, that's, yeah, that's good. Just get everybody, let everybody know that you know what I'm saying. You one of us, yeah, definitely. And you know definitely. what I'm saying. You you giving it to us from a you know what I'm saying from our own perspective. There's still hope for y'all. You know what I'm saying. That's what he's saying. There's still hope. There's still let's participate. Get involved. It's not out of your reach. Yeah. The number one question I get is how much do I need to start? Right. right. That's what everybody wants to know. How much do I need to start? And I mean, there, there's no great answer. It's a little bit of a tricky answer. But what I tell people is how I started was I took my 401k mm-hmm. uh, that I had at Bloomberg and I rolled it over into an IRA, which allowed me to have access to uh, the money, not not for my personal profit or gain. But when I say access, I could control what I invested in. And so for people looking for a start, I mean, be careful, you know, touching your 401k. Uh, but you know, people looking for a start that may not have, you know, disposable funds or, or, or funds at the ready, that is one way to, you know, get involved in the market. Um, what if you're just getting uh, your income tax? Yeah, if you're just getting your income tax, then look, this is what I say. You know, you want to you wanna be smart. There, there, there are certain things that you should invest in before you, should, before you invest in the market. You know, if you have a lot of credit card debt, if you have, you know, anything that you're being charged interest on and making payments on, pay down on that. Because unless you catch a lick out the gate, those are the things that kind of hinder your financial progress. When you have a credit card that you make a minimum payment on, but 80% of that minimum payment goes to interest and not the principal, then that's how you keep yourself in that hole. And so rather than looking at investing to get your way out of that hole, you know, you're, you're probably best served paying a little bit more attention to that hole and then getting into investing. And so I always tell people when we talk about investing, start with the things that you should invest in, namely yourself, mm. your, your current financial state and your health. Um, you know, if you're investing and don't have, you know, home squared away or your health squared away via health insurance <laughs> or your credit you card debt. <laughs> hey, mean, man. Hey, I mean, man. That, that's, that's just the reality. Hey, you depressing right now, man. That ain't no more. You, you, everybody yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Now yeah. they don't want nigga here. Hey, man. Let's get to the winning. I paid every fucking Macy's card. All right. Let's, let's just assume. Let's just assume. Let's just assume. We done skipped over credit card debt. We done got our house together. Nigga, up. We got our medication for the hypertension already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got whatever the fuck we need. Doctor say you're good. To be okay. We regular. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? We don't want them to feel too bad about now. Because shit, man. You sh- no, I hear you. I All hear right. You, All right. We, we regular. Let, let, responsible let, investors. No here. doubt. No doubt. No doubt. But, uh, but no, no. That, that. I like socks. Say, hold on, fam. I'm giving you full disclaimer. <laughs> If this is get your at, motherfucking life together don't first. Listen to me. <laughs> no, but what I will say, there there are wins to be had. There are wins to be had, and mm-hmm. what I tell people when they want to get into investing, a lot of people think you know they 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 put their they, they put their glasses on, and they square up against the computer, and they're like, okay, we're gonna invest, and I'm gonna right. Google and Investopedia and all these right. web resources. But I tell people when you're looking to get into investing, 
you really want to step away from the computer. Mm. You want to look at your, your the world around you. Mm-hmm. You know, Warren Buffett, you know, he he always suggests investing in things you know. You mm-hmm. know, if you wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth with Colgate toothpaste every day and mm-hmm. when you go to the supermarket, you see other people buying Colgate and you know it's been around and that might be something to look into. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of subscribe to the same kind of belief system. Um, one thing I always tell people is that news moves the markets. Mm. News moves the market. News, the TV news, TV, the papers, paper, the internet. Right, information moves the market. Information moves not. All right, and go. so, if you're going to be an investor, you got to stay on top of the news. You need to know what's going on in the world. And mm. so, I tell people start there. Take a look around you. Take a look at what you know. What are your passions? Right. Mm-hmm. If you know video production and sound production, and you know some of these companies and apps. Uh, that are being released, that everybody's gravitating towards, look them up to see if they're publicly traded. I would share people my misses because I don't want to sound like an expert and tell you guys all these wins because that sounds fake. So just well, but you got to give some inspiration first. Okay, well, I'll give you know some You don't want to be the loser up this motherfucker. I'll give some inspiration. I'll give some inspiration. So uh, last year, towards the end of the year, about September, uh, I was looking at Apple. And Apple... Uh, was was kind of in like a funny spot. People didn't know what the iPhone 10 was going to do. Right. And so a lot of people in the market were looking at Apple and kind of had pulled their money away from Apple and were kind of like in a wait and see kind of right. mode. Um I knew that the iPhone 10 was going to do well and I knew that apps were buying into the Face ID and you know, I could kind of see the future of where that was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm surprised Bitmoji hasn't jumped on yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the new Samsung phone. You can have the the, the real life personal mm-hmm. emoji and all that stuff. So I thought, honestly, that stuff would have popped off with Face ID. But uh, around that time, people were doubting Apple. You know, Facebook was uh, a little nervous as well. Uh, prior to all this Cambridge Analytica stuff. And so I bought in at Facebook. I bought an option. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, get too deep into Mm -hmm. investing, but an option is pretty much just a bet on, you know, whether stock's going to go up or down. Mm -hmm. And so I bought an option that was betting that the stock was going to go up. And so the stock went up, and off of maybe a $1,500 investment, Mm -hmm. I cleared uh, 10 racks. Mm. Uh, so there you know, that, all right, you a motherfucking win winner. You a motherfucking winner. <laughs> niggas that's is win. winning when they say racks. Niggas and got some racks now. Uh, where you fucked up at? Uh, so, <laughs> so some losses, some things that I missed, right? And this is what I talk about in terms of you know stepping back away from the computer and looking around your world. Let me ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. Last year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, no, but this, this is important. <laughs> this is important. Not, no, nothing Not personal. about money. Nothing personal, but. <laughs> Go ahead. but Invisalign. Is everybody yeah. familiar with what yes. Invisalign yeah, yeah, yeah. is? Uh-huh. Have you seen commercials for Invisalign? I, I've seen Here it. I've seen it around. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Maybe sometime last year you heard that insurance was now accepting uh or or you know, orthodontists were accepting insurance for Invisalign, which used to be a, a cosmetic, you know, procedure. Okay. okay, okay. Well if you didn't hear that, you know, that that that's, that that's, came that's out as well. yeah, listen, you heard that on the conversation. There you, you go. know what I'm saying? Send something to the tip jaw when you hit. <laughs> go ahead. So all last year, you know, but I'm if watching you don't these hit. Don't, 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 don't include don't us in none of don't that Don't even struggle. come in the comments. Please. Thank but, you. you know, all last year I saw commercials for Invisalign. Some of my friends got Invisalign. Right. Uh, you know, you start seeing these uh, mail order at home teeth straightening kits that right. use Invisalign. Right. 
Uh, and that whole time, not once did I look to see if Invisalign was a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. You know, and then so when I say step back away from the computer and look around your world, look right. at look at what you're taking in, and look to see if those companies are publicly traded. And, and it's and it's not even just what you're taking in, right? Because I'm hip to Invisalign. I, I shot some. I shot a, a orthodontist, and so I saw it there. But then once we took our kids to the orthodontist, they were pushing the Invisalign to my older son. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's always a thing when they start pushing shit to you. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's cut. whether it's the flu shot, whether it's the da 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 They were pushing it, which that's not something that usually happens. But continue. Yeah, well, he may have been incentivized by the company because the company's growing. The reason I mentioned Invisalign, uh, and shout out to all the dope orthodontists out there, uh, but the reason I mentioned Invisalign... Shout out. Shout out to uh, I, I, I was going to drop a name, but I, I can't... Go just ahead, drop a name now. So damn obvious. Shout out CPN Braces, Central Park North Orthodontics. That's my man, Dr. Bradford Washington, a young Morehouse graduate, okay, opened okay. his practice in uh, Harlem. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Shit. But I mentioned... Then we might need to go there. There you go. But I mentioned Invisalign Dr. because... Brad. The parent company is Align Technologies. And so the mm. whole time I was watching these commercials and seeing the treatments while your son was being, you know, while it was pushed on him, uh, the stock price went from, I believe, 140 to 220 in a year. Yeah. Right? Almost doubled. And so that was something we saw it happening. Like I saw it happening. Mm-hmm. I saw the attention Invisalign was getting. Never turned on my investor mindset. I'll just give one more quick example yeah. mm-hmm. Roku. <laughs> A couple of years yeah. ago, uh, my wife and I, we were getting ready to buy a new 4K flat screen. We finally decided, it's like, Mama, we made it. We're going to get this 4K. Right. And mm-hmm. so we were doing our research, and we ended up going, you know, with the brand. But everywhere, I kept seeing TCL. I was like, TCL? What's they were that? like these cheap 50-inch 4K TVs, and they came with Roku installed. Mm. And I was like, well, we already have Apple TV. I don't need a smart TV. And so, but I kept seeing TCL. TCL is a cheap Chinese you know, brand Mm -hmm. TV. And I saw Roku bundled with it. I saw it everywhere. Mm. And it was just something you you see in your subconscious. Uh, Fast forward, Roku stock has been on a tear. Really? Yeah, and and you see it's because of their market penetration. What are they talking about? they were coupled with, you know. TCL, did they own TCL or they just, because I noticed Roku and Netflix are starting to get bundled into a lot of little, um, smart TVs and things like that, but what's the what's the stock price on Roku? Roku was my first my first uh, platform to get Netflix before the Apple TV. I had a little Roku situation. Yeah, Roku's been around. I think Damn. Roku positioned themselves as like a value play against like Apple TV or stuff like that. So, but if you look over the past year, mm-hmm. Roku stock went from twenty dollars. To a high of about fifty five dollars, right. and they've come down somewhat. They're at thirty six dollars right now, but I mean, you know, that's 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 a decent ride. Let me ask you this: Typically, what is your uh, what's your holding, re- your catch and release uh, strategy? I'll be honest; I haven't figured that out yet. Okay, you know, uh, the the market rule is thirty percent. Like once you make a thirty percent profit, you may want to look to exit. Um, mm. You know, I have some that you know I've done extremely well on, and I've had some that you know I've held too long. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm. you think you think the wave's going to keep going, and all of a sudden it's crested on you and mm. it's going down. So, right. 
Um, there's no, there's no exact science. If I, if I knew that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hey, be Warren Buffett. You know? So now, <clears throat> four twenty's coming. Cannabis, big green. Tell, let the people know what should they be paying attention to. What's going on? So I think the cannabis market is a is a very very early market. Right now, it's very speculative. People right. are pricing, you know, securities and buying shares based on what they think the market's going to do. Mm-hmm. We have some evidence with the states that have gone recreational here uh, in the U.S., but you know, coming up in July, we have the you know the country of Canada mm-hmm. voting to legalize for recreational adult use uh, federally for the entire country, and so wow. everybody has eyes on that. Uh, Uruguay was the first country in the Ooh. world. Uh, Uruguay. What the fuck is I that? say it like that because I went somewhere and I said Uruguay. Oh, and they, okay. it on you. Yo, okay. they made me feel like the stupidest okay. American oh, ever. And how are you supposed to say that so shit? So now I say Uruguay and Uruguay. Paraguay. Paraguay. Oh, yeah, George be. Bush messed me up. I, I mean, Joe, Joe Bush messed everybody up. He don't give a fuck. He don't know. George he, Bush don't give a fuck. I he heard. was so crazy with it. But when Barack said it right, you kind of looked at Barack a little funny. Like, he was come like, get on. on. You're like, oh, Barack, you can't do that. <laughs> Are you drunk? <laughs> can't do no shit like that. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we supposedly we pronounced Tanzania wrong. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, it's, Tanzan- na- it's Tanzania. Whatever, I believe. Man. We probably fuck a lot of shit up. You know? America don't be giving a fuck. Wakanda, though, we know that. Yeah, we know that. Forever. We know that. <laughs> Bad, Probably saying that wrong, too. <laughs> you got the Disney version of the show. Right, 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 right. So, Uruguay. But yeah, they were the first country to legalize in the world. As a full country. As a full country. Uh, and so, Canada being the first major Western country, all wow. eyes are on Canada. Uh, but I tell people, right, so there are a lot of people trying to get involved. Mm-hmm. And so, there are a lot of people, their immediate thought is to rush and go out to a state that is legalized and try to open a business. Um, and if you have the wherewithal to do that, then I definitely encourage you to, you know, investigate and look into that. But there are a number of other opportunities, you know, online. There are a lot of people kind of, you know, complaining that they're being left out of the legal cannabis market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of states have started, you know, reviewing their laws. But, you know, you can definitely feel that people you can definitely see that people of color have gotten pushed out when you have these requirements for licenses that say, you know, no prior convictions for anything nah. dealing with marijuana. No blacks. Right. No so it's minorities. like all of these petty I mean, possession charges, you know, I mean, come, come back to. No doubt. Those uh, those things do hinder you. But then as far as the information of knowing to, you know what I mean? A lot of times we wait. We don't, you know what I'm late. saying? We wait, we wait and see if it works before we go throw our whole back into some shit. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. And, and a lot of cats who are taking a risk probably do are risk takers and mm. probably have been popped on some other shit. But, mm. you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> <laughs> taking a risk. But I think more thing, like you said, the information. I think the more people know, then the more people will get into it. And it's just like, like when we know you could... Motherfuckers sell some t-shirts on the Instagram and shit. Yeah, we get into it. You motherfuckers gonna get into it. Or you could sell some spandex, you know what I'm saying, the Instagram models and shit. Fashion Nova. Nigga, I mean, them girls got all kind of boutiques because they know, you know what I'm saying, they they see it in motion, you know? So I think it's more about the information. I think that the people who are legit that could do it and had a wherewithal to do it, it still has the stigma of being selling drugs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, plus, I mean, you know, there's there's also the issue of the Fed, 
And so there are a lot right. of people who entered the market cautiously because there are no federal protections. Right. Mm-hmm. And Dang. without any federal protections, there's no banking system. Um, and so, you know, when you, when you talk about opportunities in the cannabis market, you know, there's there's not just the business opportunities, but there's crypto, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Cryptocurrencies. People, you know, you hear about crypto all the time, but the cannabis industry is actually a unique case where crypto solves a need. Right. right. And so if you can't put your money in banks and you don't have any FDIC protection for your money, you know, stored in the bank or the bank won't even accept your money, mm-hmm. you know, for a cannabis related business account, cryptocurrency can actually solve that problem, mm-hmm. you know, where people can, you know, transact in real time. Uh, it's validated by the ledger and the public system. I mean, that's the whole thing with crypto. And uh, people can, you know, facilitate their transactions using a cryptocurrency. So you're starting to see Potcoin, Canacoin, and other coins, uh, you know, kind of jockey for that main position. But there's also investment opportunities. And so when you look at, you know, Canada, uh, who's preparing to legalize federally, there are a number of suppliers, growers, both in recreational and the medical space, that have recently started trading and are affordable. Mm -hmm. And so there are a whole range of securities that range from penny stocks to uh, funds, which is a basket of stocks, if you will. And so there are tons of investment opportunities. And so I'm just really big on encouraging people to explore those investment opportunities in conjunction with exploring a business or opening a shop opportunity and everything else. Right, so before we get out of here, right? In exploring, you know what I'm saying? If I'm chilling mm-hmm. at the crib, got my job, you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to the conversation and shit. On the big speakers. On the big speakers, you know what I'm saying? I'm smoking a joint. It's 420. Mm-hmm. What places should I be looking for for the information? Not just on the the uh, cannabis stock or whatever, but just in general to make, make some money moves. What's some of the resources should I be looking for is on my Google box? Sure. So, I mean, you know, you mentioned Google. I would definitely uh, create some news filters. You know, you want to kind, you want to try and catch all the news related to the cannabis market and marijuana market. Uh, but you also want to look at uh, how brands are getting involved. You had Big Beer make a two hundred million dollar investment into cannabis. Uh, through Constellation Brands, the guys that own Corona, Svetka, mm-hmm. uh, Modelo, they're now invested in Big Green. But to answer your question in terms of a direct resource, I would look at a place like, I don't know, Leafly.com or some Leafly? of the other kind of news mm-hmm. news resources. They'll list out the companies that are involved. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the site you, you go to a lot? Uh, I use Bloomberg a lot. I use Seeking Alpha. Seeking Alpha. Seeking uh, Alpha? Yeah, Seeking Alpha. Okay. One word. SeekingAlpha.com. Um, yeah, I mean, those are those are my two. Bloomberg, kind of Seeking Alpha. Yeah. And Google gets you a nice news filter. Definitely. News filter. Definitely. What's the marijuana one? Leafly. Leafly. Yeah. There you go. Now, let me ask y'all, speaking of uh, Big Green and speaking of... News fucking with uh, the market. If you had stock in Starbucks, hmm. what would you do right now? Hmm. Wait it out. Say yeah. buy low, sell high. <laughs> not buy, not sell low. <laughs> yeah, Wait. But I ain't finna buy no coffee. 
<laughs> you a team man anyway. I know, but still, you know what I'm saying? I'll be on his coffee at times, but you know, I'm not fucking with him right now. Nah. I mean, I mean, I wasn't really fucking with him. I don't really like that coffee. But the interesting thing is to watch how, you know, how every week there's a new fight, a new protest, a new boycott. It's funny to watch how people are really stutter stepping with saying they're going to boycott Starbucks. They're like, well, hold up now. Oh, because, you know. Oh, shit, yeah, now you finna yeah. fuck up my whole routine. That, a, that's an addiction. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they, you could tell them drugs is good because motherfuckers is copping, please. Well, that was one employee. It right. happened to me. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was one employee. Are we going to penalize the company for right. one store? And I mean, they, they should have really just bought something. Like, right. why were they just sitting in there? Well, uh, what do you duh. think? What? What do you think about that? What do I think about what? Do you think that it's uh? You think that it's a? Uh, because there I is think, this whole thing, think, this, this thing about canceling shit immediately, like now. I, I think I think this. I think of course it's a society thing on top. Right. But since it happened in your establishment, you know what I'm saying? Just like if. If somebody came to my house, slip and fell, bust their head, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They ain't going to say, you know, Ali cool and shit. Mm-hmm. Nah, the motherfucker slip and fell, bust his head. In your house, you getting sued. You know what I'm saying? So, it happened in your house, which right. makes you liable for the situation. You know what I'm saying? The representative of the organization that, that you control made the move to bring the authorities to handle a real simple situation mm-hmm. because of... You know the perceived threat right. that those guys may have been to this person. Right. So, which means that shines bad on the whole organization. And yes, I've been in Starbucks where you know you do get that. Huh, huh, you, huh, you, right. you know, what I'm saying you're trying to get the bathroom code and shit. You know what I mean? You, you, you know, what I'm saying you gonna buy something, but they want they want. Hey, listen, nah, motherfucker, you need to buy something before you could get the right. code. Right. All that shit, but. So yes, I hold the whole fucking organization responsible, and yes, I'm not. I don't take much for me to not fuck with some shit, right? So, right. Especially I'm if you wasn't fucking with. Because you know they don't take a whole lot. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a boycotter. I, I'm, I like a good boycott too. But what I want, I want in the midst of this boycott, I want us to realize not only do we have power in the boycott. But we got power in the community, and let's start really mobilizing together right. to start. Because we're going to need our own shit. Right. Like, Because one day, one of these big box stores is going to do some wild shit. I feel like I've been saying for a while, we need a good black big box store. Right. So when Walmart or Target wild out, we can still get some juices and, and right, some right, waters right. for it's the low. Toilet tissue and you shit. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yes, they they... I think this is an opportunity to let these motherfuckers know our impact. You know what I mean? And and yeah, they if they could have just swept the shit under the rug with that symbolized apology, they would have. Not about to say y'all feeling that apology? No. And that's that's why people took it a step further. Then the mother, all right, shit, I'm gonna have to fly out, fly out there and shit. Then the shit keep going on. They gotta make some motherfucking moves to make the shit right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and institute some things to make it right. I guess. You know what I mean? So fuck them. <laughs> I'm with go. it. I'm with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if if you got stocks in them, you know what I'm saying? All right, cool. You just have to wait a while for them to get it together. They'll come back and get it together and you your stocks will go back up. But don't worry about it. You invested in the market for the long haul, not for the short term. So don't be worried about that shit. Yeah. Plus, I mean, when you and not to even go too deep into them, but you look at their footprint in Africa and 
you know, their their business dealings in Ethiopia and in pursuit of these coffee beans, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm good on them. Right. And see, you know, and it's funny when you see, like, this black situation happen and then you see black people kind of copping pleas for it, like, you know, hey, you know, it's just an employee. Right. You know what I'm saying? You see that, I see that a lot. I've seen it way more in this situation than a lot of others. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it from people who ride out. Right, but then on this they like, oh, that's where I get my energy for <laughs> these marches. You know what I'm saying? But we just had the big Spellman show out too. Uh, they were all buying cups and telling them the name was uh, the Spellman graduate, who I guess is has a high ranking position with Starbucks. Oh, right, she right, became right. The, something back in October. Right, COO. She the COO, and they re released the shit. And somebody in the comments was like, this shit was from October. Because I was like, oh, shit, Starbucks moving fast. Nah, they caping. They caping like a motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, oh, I shit. I was here caping. It was like, like, like run it back, run it back. They, they, immediate. They, like when a DJ played a wrong record and come back with Bodak <laughs> Yellow. And the crowd is saved. Niggas is back on the floor. Yeah, man, you know. Look, I, I, I'll say this, too. A low-key, and I, I haven't really thought about it, thought about it, I haven't really put it down to a list, but there is a little small list of companies and people that I just hope don't do no dumb mm. shit, because I, I mm. enjoy this shit. Nike? I mean, that might be on it, but there's a lot of them. You gonna cop, please, if Nike do some shit? I don't know if I would. Well, you know, <laughs> the motherfucking designer of the Air Max said nigga. He put nigga in the design. Michael Jordan is black, though. But what about <laughs> I'm the saying, Michael Jordan? What about Jordan, Jordan, Jordan though, son? What about LeBron, son? <laughs> Kyrie. Y'all gonna be like the people sneaking into H&M for right. that 40% oh, off sale the exactly. next day. Exactly. So, H&M exactly. sent so many mailers to the house. Like, yo, listen. What's up, son? Don, where you been? <laughs> listen, yo, the discount is all you got to do is just come through and show love and we'll show love. Like, the discounts are steep. They like, they want us. The whole point I'm is, cool man, on that, though. the whole point is you got to, you got to flex your economic wherewithal, right. your spending power. You know what I'm saying? If they don't respect your spending power and if you can't, if you don't have any type of uh, control over your spending power, then they'll just do you any old kind of way, and we already we've we we are we're slowly learning yeah. our power with that shit. We learn how to make TV shows win. We learn how to make Wakanda win. We learn how to make Beyonce fucking. We learn how to turn Coachella into Beachella. Right. You know what I'm saying? All we gotta do is that shit with our money, with our dollars. You know what I'm saying? And then it's a different kind of conversation that's gonna happen. That's what. Because like you said, with. The stimulus package, they're going to give you this money knowing you're going to give it right back. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's monopoly money until you make it real. Right. <laughs> you can't have none of my monopoly money, player. You got to earn this shit. Then it's a different conversation. Yeah. Then motherfuckers got to fuck with you. As long as the crabplace.com don't say no dumb shit, <laughs> I'm still fucking with y'all. <laughs> anyway, uh, socks. Where you gonna be? Tell the people how can they get in contact with you if they want to follow up, they want to talk to you. What you doing in the world? Man, my social is trash, but if you guys want to help me out, I'm at Sox Diddy, S-O-X-D-I-D-D-Y. It's the same on all platforms. Come through, help your boy out. Uh, this Friday, I'm gonna actually be in L.A. Where? Oh. We're gonna do some uh, on the ground research for uh, the first full state recreational 420. Mm. Oh. So we're gonna, uh, you know, check that out. I'm, I'm lying, making it sound like I'm going out there to do some research. <laughs> I like that. My though. wife had a work trip. I'm tagging along, and you smoking. The day's worked out. <laughs> burning you know it down. I'm smoking yeah. out here, burning it down on the west, best side. 
Which is crazy now. Coachella's going to be on 420, and they've explicitly said there's no weed smoking at Coachella, which sounds Who said that? ridiculous. The people that put together Coachella was a big story no, prior you, to that. You believe shit. that? Man, I mean, I they believe say, that they, they say no smoking in every club. I believe and what they happens said in the it, club? But I mean, be smoking. It's just disappointing that they would even say that. They have to say it. Because, first of all, most of the motherfuckers didn't skip past weed anyway. They it's like, recreational in California, though. I'm saying. They don't need to say that. Because the Coachella crowd do real drugs. Yeah, they. they Damn, for the, the weed. Yeah, but they, why would they shit all weed, though? Because it's Coachella for real drugs, not for weed heads. So you feel like that was a. Weed heads is boring. That was a, an attack on they like substances. They like get exactly. your narcotic get game up. Get your narcotic up, up nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it felt like the narcotic lobbyist exactly. was like, yo, get we need to. Get your narcotic up. All right, because uh, they sponsored by the motherfuckers who make the Xanax and all that shit. There you go. Well, tell the people where you gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be at Mr. Muhammad on the gram. I'm gonna be, you know, what I'm saying at Mr. Muhammad on the Twitters. I'm about to be at the at City Field, uh, shooting up at the Mets Stadium and shit, doing some things. And I'll be around, man. I'm out here. Yeah. It's about, I'm ready for the summer. I'm skipping spring. Fuck the spring. Right. I'm getting in the summer attitude no matter what this weather. Tried to skip it this past weekend. Oh, it was dope this weekend. Man. Mm. Shout out to Rachel. Yeah, uh-huh. I know her from the cast. She had yeah. a nice little picnic at that Central Park. Like that shit was lit. There you go. Uh, shit, I'm going to be at, uh, where am I going to be? I'm going to be at Stand Up New York on the 22nd. That's Sunday. That's on the 8 o'clock show. Having a good time there. I'll be at the Magnet Theater on the 23rd on a show over there. But then also, I'm going to be, get your tickets now, tickets for the Syracuse show that starts May 24th, May 24th through the 27th at the Funny Bone. Tickets are on sale now. Go ahead and get that. Shout out to my man, West Man. Shout out to today's birthday. Oh, shit. That's the cat that did the theme. You know what I mean? Shout him out. You know what I mean? It's a big one. And uh, shit. But until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And, and even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. Yes, sir. The main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. Conversation.